Hi everyone, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. This is 5,000 Miles, which me and Ash are trying to do every week because we are 5,000 miles away. Um, today, Ash is gonna be pulling the topics from her hat. I don't have my hat with me or my topics, so she's gonna to have to pull both of them. But if you're new to listening, basically what happens is she pulls a topic, a light topic, and then I pull a heavy topic or a medium to heavy topic and we talk about it. And sometimes we go over an hour, but we try and keep it under that hour. And if anybody would like to add a topic into our hat, that's also a thing. So if you would like to pop one in there, we can add it in there and it's just completely random. And I, I just, I just love that about this, this show or this, this podcast that I have absolutely no idea what might come out of that hat. It could be furries, which was a subject that we had before. And it could be, you know, what's your favorite school subject? I, that was hard to say, school subject. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to actually, <laughs> I've actually pulled two because I don't have any. I'm like, Ooh, what she got? she got in there yay I had had a bunch because we were down to one we had already gone through so many mm. but welcome everyone all my into the river listeners I feel like it's pretty much just Ray and I most of the time but a lot has been going on in life so just to catch up I know I mentioned recently uh potentially having to put my dog down and I want to let everybody know that we decided to go for an amputation. Our puppy, puppy, he's 11, had bone cancer. And after many, many uh, discussions, we finally decided to go ahead and take his leg. And so he is going back for his two-week recovery appointment to get the stitches out on Monday. He's doing so good. He is popping around like on three legs, no problem. We're having trouble making sure that he's down and healing because he's just adapting so well. So there's an update on my puppy. <laughs> he is doing so well. I think I feel like we should put y'all put a video of him at the end of this podcast so people can see him like hopping along. Little blazy. Because he's adapting so well. He looks so cute. He's just like what's going on? I don't really need some help. You don't need to help me. I've got this. <laughs> they gave us like a sling it. that we're supposed to put under his belly and like help carry the weight. I think he used that for a day and he was like, screw this. I don't need it. Like he actually didn't even need it the first day we brought him home. Like he was pretty much That's on his so own. Good. And so, yeah, he's well, been it's, doing good. it's good. It's good that it's his hind leg as well, because like, I feel like if it was his one of his front legs, it probably would be a, a little bit harder, but I guess he'll just get used to it. and he's a big boy so he's got like a lot of strength in his front legs to you know help his help his back legs he's just hopping around like a kangaroo I love it I know I he's it. doing so good such a good boy so that's been my he's week so that's why my podcasts are a little more sparse I've been taking care of a puppy we can't really leave him we don't like to leave the cone on him so we stay with him as much as possible to make sure he doesn't get at his wound. But so we've been just kind of taking it easy and yeah, that's all really going on in my life. How is your, since we talked, how's everything been? Good, well, bad, the ugly. <laughs> I'm trying to like remember, I was trying to remember, oh, okay. So there was a weekend, the weekend after we did the last podcast, I went to a CrossFit competition and um, it was so funny. I was like, there's a guy there that I absolutely like have a crush on who was how 
was one of the team members of the people that I was supporting. So I was like, I'll put a really nice shirt on. And I put this like, so I put this poppy shirt on and, um, and then my jeans. And I was like, I don't know what shoes to wear. I had no shoes really to wear. So I just put my, my, as you guys would call it sneakers, but it's trainers here. I put my trainers on and um, off I went at like half past seven in the morning, got there, like got, got to my spot to support and like put all my stuff down. And out of nowhere, someone came over to me. There's an even funnier story to this, like this is even funnier, but came over, he was like, the DJ of the event, and he just loads of CrossFit events, was like, uh, we've had people drop out of our team. Can you do, can you fill a spot? And I was just stood there like, are you fucking joking me? Um, can you ask someone else, please? Obviously, all my friends around me were like, Ray, you can do it. You know, you can do it. It's so much fun. And I was just like, I spent the whole week, because this this was a competition, which was just stupid. Like, it's a stupid competition, there's this massive 120 kilo worm that you have to like, as a team move over like your head and it's just like prone to injury. And I was laughing all week at everybody who was practicing. So I was like, <laughs> you couldn't even pay me to do that competition. Like it's ridiculous. And there I am. And I'm like, I don't really know, but okay. So <laughs> my friend bought me a sports bra, which didn't do much. So I had to put it over my normal bra and I had some spare leggings in my bag. And I already had those trainers on. So I was like, maybe the universe is talking to me. So did the competition and it was actually really fun. We did really well and I didn't fuck up like I thought I would. So that was good. And um, yeah, I was trying to rest that weekend and that's basically what happened. But the funny, funny, funny side of it is, is that afterwards I was like looking through Instagram And the guy whose team it was, the DJ, I was scrolling through and I was like, are you joking? This guy's a Freemason? What? So I like sent it to Ashley and I sent it to everybody and everybody in like, who would know what I was talking about. Like everybody who I know in real life would not know what a Freemason was. And I was like, is this some sort of prank? Like what's going on here? Because he's like stood there in his gloves and he's like, what those little stupid apron things that they get and he's like in this man's club and he thinks it's really cool and I'm like oh my god this could only happen to me literally so that was fun um got drunk afterwards because there was a bar there and I was like okay definitely getting vodkas after that and then literally two days ago I signed myself up and five other people to do it next year so that shows you how ridiculous I am because I'm like Oh, actually, it was quite fun. So moral of the story, guys, is if you are a little bit cautious or think that you're not, you know, ready for something, just just jump off the cliff into the, not the deep end, but the ocean and just go for it. Like, just have fun. It was so fun. And everybody was so nice because I just walked over to them and I was like, I'm really shit. Like, I am very, very <laughs> shit probably compared to you. Please bear with me. But I went out there and you could tell that all of the negative self-talk that I had and I told them every time I did something good, they were shocked. They were like, oh, she's not actually as bad as she made out. So don't put yourself down and just go for things. Like that's the moral of the story. And try not to do CrossFit competitions with Freemasons. But (laughs) I mean, I actually saw some of your videos and I was like, 
Damn, like you were next level badass. Didn't you say something? You either told me or you posted in your uh, in your comments that you realized you were stronger than you thought. Yeah. 100%. See, that's awesome. It's like, I wonder almost if like you were in a space where you weren't going to the next level because your mind told you like maybe you couldn't. And then you were like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, I, I guess I can. And it took that out yeah. of the box experience to kind of show you what you were capable of. Yeah. And it was really good because like I had no time to think about the fact that there was a crowd surrounding me and watching me. I had no time to think about the fact that I was, you know, I was in like this mismatch outfit. I just literally all I could think about was just nailing it in the time that we had. And I did. And the thing was that I've never, ever picked up a worm like this massive basically a really long sandbag I've never picked one up and obviously with help of the team members they were really really good but we nailed it there were teams there who have trained together and like prepped together who couldn't coordinate as well as we could coordinate so it was super interesting to see how because I was like I'm gonna fuck it all up for everyone else that was all that I thought about. I was like I'm gonna mess it up for everyone else and actually, at some points, I felt like I was the one kind of, or the second to the one holding it together, you know? So it was, yeah, it was good. That's awesome. It definitely showed me that I can just just do stuff and no need to start, like, telling myself I can't. Just go, just go do it. So, I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yay. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. New things are fun. Yeah. And you made new friends. Yeah. And you showed up and helped in a way that maybe the other person wouldn't have been able to. Mm-hmm. yeah because like three people dropped out because of covid and I was like oh covid strikes again here we go <laughs> so yeah it was good I'm, I'm really glad I did it so that's my it. little story for everyone nice. <laughs> is there anything else you want to share before we dive in I don't think so I think um I think that's it I think I mean, if I started to rant about all the negative things, I think I'd be here forever. So I think we should bounce into a topic. What do you mean? Like, the world's totally fine. Everything's amazing in the world. There's nothing weird or shitty or horrible happening at all, right? Just another day no, in paradise. <laughs> it's paradise. Oh my God. I do have to say a, a highlight, and this is maybe a small thing, but I'm so shadow banned on Instagram. And I've been looking at, it's so stupid. I think, I don't know if I was joking with you or somebody that like, I have like one like on everything and it's like my dad. And I was like, why should I even <laughs> post on Instagram? Like I should just start just text him. making things and sending them to my dad. <laughs> like here, <laughs> you're my only friend. Just, just text him. Yeah. I don't exactly. bother anymore. No. So I'm so, I can tag you now. That's good. Uh, yeah, great. <laughs> so I'm so bad shadow ban, which is fine. It is what it is. And because you know, because your videos. So if I do like a 30 second video and it gets like, oh, seven views in 24 hours and my other ones were getting hundreds. It's like, I know I'm shadow ban. The point is, I was like, you know what? I, there's no point in me doing this. So I moved all my news off. I'm going to do it all in my stories now. And I cleaned up my page. I deleted all the old articles of all the stuff. And it just looks so much better. Like I just left the things on there that I like, like the videos, things are inspirational, nice quotes, like obviously some news stuff. If, But yeah, so I kind of cleaned house on my Instagram a little and I'm oh. feeling a better energy I'm liking it I, I still have like one person That's seeing good. it but hey <laughs> so 
I, I mean, I have to say, I don't really see that. I see a podcast Instagram, but I just don't see yours. But the podcast go on, is not on shadow enough. ban. I get more views on my podcast with 220 followers than my 1300 follower page. Like way mm-hmm. more, way, way, way more. But it is what it is. I see it as a gift. I'm like, I don't know. I've just been, the news has been less enticing to me lately. So mm-hmm. I think that's Yeah, I mean, like, I really don't want to hear about Biden soiling himself like I'm just I just (laughs) don't want to know anymore oh my god and you know what's probably gonna happen is Biden derangement syndrome like most people are just laughing (laughs) so I will say the energy is healthy but what would it be BDS don't you find it funny how like (laughs) I mean Trump didn't I mean Trump said some things but it was taken out of context and like liberals all left people screamed but biden just stuff and we just laugh like we do we laugh say. it is funny though it's like i like our, <laughs> i don't know i think even liberals have to think it's funny some of the shit anyway oh gosh okay so mm. let's start with our minor categories and see what we got all right you want to count okay 17 16 no i'm joking five <laughs> four three one now all right first topic is huh this is kind of this could have been a major but we'll we'll shorten it astrology oh okay what are your thoughts on astrology so like the the star signs or is it why am i why am i feeling like it's like you know i i think that's astronomy I, oh, okay. So astrology, I believe, is like horoscope stuff, and um, I'm gonna look hmm. up the definition while you pop off. So, well, I have a, a a friend. She's in Texas. She's amazing. She actually did my Vedic astrology, so like it's a different hmm. reading. Yeah. And um, this is so depressing. She basically told me that. I've already met my twin flame in a past life, so I'm not going to meet him in this one. I was like, okay. what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I don't like her. Um, oh, she's so she's sweet. Bad at she's her like, job. You, you still might, you must still might meet someone. It just won't be the, you know, the twin flame love or whatever. I don't you know. I mean, to be honest, right now, I'm actually seeing what she's talking about because I'm like, I'm gonna be 30 soon. <laughs> anyway. That's um, so young. I found mine after I was 30. I was 32, oh. 33. Yeah. Okay. You're good. That makes me feel better. That's good. Um, so she but the reading that she actually did like outside of that was amazing. It was really, really good. And um she like was doing little readings for like um a guy that I liked as well and that was really accurate and I was like oh that's pretty cool much more accurate than like um just the general sun sign so I'm a Taurus and I but I find that the rising sign or your rising sign which you can find out if you put where you were born at what time is more your trait than the the actual main sign and then obviously you've got your moon, which I wonder whether your moon is like your shadow side, but I don't know. Um, 
I'm a Taurus and a Leo, so I'm a bull and a lion. Ooh, so it's pretty ridiculous. I can see it. I yeah. can see it. Oh, yeah. But I'm much, I think I'm much more like a Leo than I am a Taurus, but I don't know. But then I'm like some traits, I'm like a Taurus. But it's funny because like I do like playing devil's advocate here when I'm reading like astrology stuff and I see other signs, I'm like, I can relate to that as well. So I don't know whether it's kind of like um, a vague idea and then you kind of feel like you fit in that club and mm-hmm. it makes you feel a little bit, a bit, bit like you in that place. But um, I think there's something to it. Like, I definitely think there's something to it because it's just so incredible how all of it is aligned in that way. Mm-hmm. And I do think maybe sometimes it's a little bit exaggerative and like, well, today the moon is in whatever or the sun is in whatever. And, and like, you're going to feel, I don't know, <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They're going to yeah. tell you how to feel and you're like, oh, okay, maybe I actually do feel that way. And um, <laughs> You start like bringing it to reality. Yeah, exact, exactly. And it's not actually the case. So yeah, I, I mean, I think there's something to it there. I'm not exactly one of these people that's obsessed with it. I can see why people are. And I kind of find it funny how now it's like a meme that the guys do about girls that are into astrology, like they're like astrology girl (laughs) yeah go on what what do you think I don't know I've never put a ton of stock in it I did look up the definition to make sure because I I knew I was right but I wanted to double check this is the it's the study of movements and relative positions of celestial bodies interpreted as having an influence on human affairs and the natural world so that's what we were right we were right um so Mm -hmm. I never it's funny because I'm a Capricorn and I there's certain Mm. elements of that that I totally have connected to, but then there's other elements that I don't at all. Like they're very rigid. They're very like tight with money, very like business oriented, usually like because, and I was like, Oh, some of those things, not so much. Like I'm a lot more free flowing. Well, my friend this year uh, on our road trip, she did my star chart and found Mm -hmm. out that I don't know if I'm a, I have way more, I don't know what it is rising or whatever. I have way more in Sagittarius than in Capricorn. Yeah. So when she was reading about Sagittarius, it was like a mirror. I was just like, oh my God, this is explaining me so perfectly. So once I understood more of like the star chart stuff, I was like, that's pretty fantastic. Like it was really spot on. Um, But my thing with like, I look at astrology kind of similar to how I look at like tarot and I know they're extremely different things but I like them in my life in moments of curiosity where Mm. I like to explore for fun and for me my thought process on it is not like oh this is clear and cut and I'm going to get an answer from this but it's more like it helps me think out it helps you think outside of the box you know, cause like we yeah. like to look at life with a certain perspective all the time. And sometimes you need someone to like bring you an idea completely from left field that you would have never thought of to make you analyze a situation you're in from a different angle. So mm-hmm. I think it's fun, but honestly, I have, I don't check my horoscope. I don't, I just never have probably because I don't trust any of the online shit. Like, I feel like that's all just some random person making shit up like oh today like you know what I mean like 
They're just so mm-hmm. vague. Yeah. They're so vague. And, and you're weird. like, who is this random person on the internet? Yeah. But <laughs> so you said that like here, like I like I mentioned with the rising sign, like the rising sign is much more like who you are. And I definitely think that there's yeah, there's something there that's because you get taught this like oh what sign are you even when you're quite young and um the switch in my head is like oh they're trying to hide they're trying to hide who you are they don't really tell you that you've got a rising sign like you don't really find out that you've got a rising sign until you're older which means that the rising sign is probably you oh it's so much more you because it's based off of like exactly where you were born the day the moment the hour like what the stars look like at that point in time. And I think there's something really cool about that. I don't fully understand it, but it does make sense. If we, if we are, it comes back to this conversation we always have. If we are in like this mathematical or geometric pattern, wouldn't it make sense mm-hmm. that we come here at the moment we're supposed to and that something about our entry point and the alignment of everything uh, all connects yep. like for me that just makes perfect sense that it would be geometric mathematic because divine mathematics is in everything you know mm-hmm. so I was literally just about to say that I was just about to talk about the star seed theory and talk about if you know if we are to do with the stars and something I mean then then you've got the people who are like space is fake like space is completely fake we just live on this this little island, not island, but like this little planet and we're the only planet and it's flat and that's that. But if we were to actually look at like stars and astrology and all of that and star seeds were a thing, then yeah, you're right. And I think that a little bit like how, I don't want to go into it, but how the pyramids were built and how the pyramids were like built perfectly mm-hmm. on this, like to do with the whole star thing um they align perfectly with orion no they align the three pyramids are don't they align with orion's belt yeah it's like absolutely perfect on the winter solstice and the summer so like it's something about the time of the year the alignment is mathematically perfect like well some people just built that you know they just built it that way and it was just coincidence but yeah you're right and if our souls do work on that kind of mathematic perfect then that would make sense with astrology um yeah it's super it's super interesting I like it it a lot no I do too I'm really interested and I love that you brought up that whole ancient uh pyramids thing because there's so many there's some books called I don't know if you've ever heard of Graham Hancock the author Mm -mm. okay so he look I will link below his books but he's written many books like want to say the fingerprints of the gods and what the one the most recent one he wrote was America before and it talks about the ancient civilizations in America long before like we were ever taught that they've discovered and uncovered through archaeology and it's insane like how old uh our world truly is and the civilizations that were really really advanced that were already here and some of the ancient like there's an ancient mound in Ohio I think it's in Ohio serpent mound and you can only see it from the air from far away because it, but it's a snake, a perfect snake. And it has that same facing um, towards like, it's the same way that the pyramids are designed. Like, and it's, it's just one of those ancient monuments that's built or what's it called? A monolith, not a monolith, but anyway. Monolith. I think monolith, monolith is right. Because we have, oh, okay. We have like the Stonehenge here. 
I think monolith is the the stones and the structures that stick up, Mm -hmm. right? And then protrude from the ground. I forget what this is called, but it's, but there's so many of these like Easter Island and all of these things that are unexplainable. This is off astrology, but they all align with, well, they do align with the stars and the patterns and the solstices Mm -hmm. and stuff. So I think it's a fantastic, I just think the idea that there isn't a connection that applies to us seems foolish whereas all the ancient civilizations studied the stars for a reason and they mapped the stars and they were constantly pointing to the stars for a reason and I feel like it's just like it's that passed down story that they were trying to let us know by creating these structures and like I don't know what it has to do I love that I don't know if it's portals or it has to do with free energy or has to do with who knows but it's fascinating. So astrology, yeah, I'm into it, but I like so it. much like the online horoscopes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. are you going to find your love this week? It's like, <laughs> like it's funny. Cause like you read it and it's like, you're going to find this, that, and the other. And, and then you like, at the end of the week, you're like, well, you fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, and I don't know. It's interesting. And it's hard too, because when you hear those things, there's that projection, like now you believe it, like you with your twin flame at one, I don't know if I believe in twin flames per se. I, I don't know, but you know, now are you going to think that you're never going to find that? And that's going to affect your life and your outcome. Like, I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, Probably maybe i don't know you're gonna and and he's gonna be in america we already know this and covid's gonna well if i can end ever get there i mean (laughs) brandon won't let me in so fucking brandon fuck brandon got to go to got to go to mexico i'm gonna i I literally was stood there the other night and i was like when I have to find a mexican husband he's gonna have to send me over the border and then make me get a job and, and I'll get that money. And my mom was like, are you okay, hon? Like, <laughs> stop. It's like, no, seriously. I go find, and I was like doing like all the Mexican sounds and she was just like, oh, please stop. Please. Oh my God, you're no, canceled. You're can- we have to move to the next topic. <laughs> yeah, please don't be racist. Raise appropriating cultures over here. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'll try not to next time. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. All right. Next, next topic. Main We're doing well. We're doing topic? well. We are. We're doing good. All right. Count. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> I don't know why I did it like that. I'm so weird. <laughs> oh, what is this face? <laughs> She's like, oh. <laughs> Are you you joking me? (laughs) On God and religion. Did you have that up your sleeve? I swear to God. Did you do a magic trick? I believe it. I believe it. We need to tell everyone why we're like being weird about this. Because we we wanted to talk on this topic. Yeah, so we wanted to talk on this topic and we were like, do you know what? Let's just see what the universe gives us because, I mean we like to do the random topics. We were like, we can't just tell everyone we're just talking about God, God and religion. And then, and then. That's the one we picked. It was meant to be. So this is awesome. This has been a little bit of a theme without going into it this week. Uh, religion, we've had some discussions about the topic 
recently. So you hit it. Yeah, yeah you go for it. <laughs> oh, you want me to jump in? Okay. Okay. Um, I'll jump right into it. Okay. Well, that's it. So the topic on the papers is God and religion. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Just to double check. On God and religion. Yes. Lyra, are you okay? She's just chilling. She's scared of the fireworks, by the way. It's bonfire okay. night, guys, over here. What does that mean? Oh, you guys have that... fireworks on the 5th of November? Yeah, Guy Fawkes tried to kill, I know. The, kill, the, kill the politicians and he didn't do a very fucking good job, did he? Needed I to wish do we had fireworks. Jeez. I was going to put up something about the 5th of November today. I'm glad you reminded me. Yeah, you needed to do a better job. You didn't do a very good job. That was probably a psyop anyway. Anyway, okay, so... God and religion. Um, whew, where do we start? I mean, I could start. I could start with how I am personally with it. I suppose, like where I'm at with religion. Um, I was christened, so I am a Christian. I have a Bible in my room on my table. I um, very much. Well, I used to be, when I was at school, I used to sing in the choir and I used to go to church, like Christmas, et cetera. Um, but I have like, I, th- I talked about this with you, Ashley, before on your podcast when it was like, I think I did when it was my, when you asked a lot of questions about me and I kind of lost my connection with God if I ever really had one. I don't think I feel like I had one as such. I probably did, but didn't know when I was about 14 um, and I lost my grandfather, but I watched my grandfather die. So it was like a big thing for me at 14 because I didn't understand why God would do that to me. Obviously now I understand the cycle of life and death and how it all works. It's much different now, but back then I was very, very angry. And I remember like ripping, I had this really pretty jeweled cross off my chest and just being so angry and then I remember telling you Ash like before um I feel like I opened myself up to be very vulnerable from that point I mean regardless going through a lot of grief as a child and I didn't have a big outlet um and school was awful at that point like high school was so bad and then I was when I was 16 I lost my grandma who's the wife of my granddad so it was the same the same too um and I was just ruined and then I got diagnosed with depression and it just like up and down but like peaks and valleys but I have not got back to a connection with God and some people might get upset when I say source or a creator at least I know some I know something magnificent created me and you and um I didn't get back to reconnecting until I found Donald Trump (laughs) (laughs) why is that so funny it is an interesting way to reconnect but I understand yeah so well it was it was like it was lockdown it was and I wonder if this happened to a lot of people in lockdown because they were forced into a position of trying to find purpose in life again without all of the distractions so I think that that's probably a a big factor of people finding that again for themselves but it's funny because like 
we've got this online community and I think a lot of people can look at pages and um, inspiration and things to try and find it. But I literally found it like lit f- through writing notes in a notebook and being on my own. And it was weird because I don't know how to explain what God is, but it, it like rebirthed. I guess I like felt like I had a rebirth. And at that point I felt like, okay, so did I do that myself or did something bring me out of that and help me there? And I felt like something did. I mean, I don't know what it was. Um, There's a whole other topic about like spirit guides and like feeling like there's, there's things around you that are guiding you. But I didn't read the Bible to get to that point. And I didn't necessarily do the, you know, go to church and feel like I'd got to that point. I felt like I'd got to that point because I realized that the reason why I'm here is because there's something bigger than me telling me you need to stay here. You have like a purpose to stay here. You're very, very important. And we don't want you to go. So like that basically is, I mean, in a nutshell, what happened. And then I reconnected. Um, And it's been like an up and down thing ever since. Like I've not felt like I've had this urge to say go to church because I feel like, I suppose when lockdown happened, they stopped all of that. So it felt like people didn't have that community anymore. But I always said like to my parents, like, church can be anywhere church can literally be in right here right now like you don't have to go and sit somewhere to connect with God you can be present with God now and so like I mean I don't really want to I mean no I can't go into it I, I don't do much meditation but sitting with myself and like doing a lot of breathing makes me reconnect with I can't explain it just something that's mm. bigger than me that's that's you know, really important that's keeping me here. Um, that's my experience. So I'm sure there'll be more experiences, but that's the main, I guess the main way I can explain it. It's, it's hard to explain. There's probably other things that I can explain once you start, Ash. Did you hear the fireworks? You hear that? That was really loud. Did you hear I it? love it. Yeah. I love the 5th of November. Even if it was a failed attempt, I'm like, I'm just very happy about the idea of rising up against the government. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, people don't know why they're doing fireworks, though. Oh, I should take you out. I should take you out. Yeah, no, they 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 just oh, we're gonna throw some fireworks up in the air, and and that's that. They don't really know why, but I like that you know why. Oh, yeah. you're not even British, and you know why. Anyway, well, it's it's probably the about- vendetta that like introduced me. Hmm. Of course. Like one of the best movies <laughs> ever. Um, for me, let's see. So on God and religion, which are two separate things. Um mm. I would say obviously. I would say on God, I have similar like experiences. I obviously was raised in the church. I think I talk about this a lot. And went to multiple churches and there was a lot of really good, well-meaning people. Um, I experienced God before my parents went to church. They were very young at a young age, like five years old. I experienced God and they weren't religious. And I experienced God ongoing throughout my life um, through the Avenue of Church, without the Avenue of Church. Um, Yeah, there's been times in my life where it was undeniable, like almost like miracles, like clarity or 
um, strength that wasn't from me or, you know what I mean? Like there's been a couple mm-hmm. moments where I felt like I had assistance and also just feeling God's presence at different times in my life, which it, which interestingly, like you said with meditation, it, it felt the same as like, remember when we were talking with Gabe and I was like, there's this place in Utah that I sit, look at this Canyon. And I feel like I'm looking back at my reflection and it feels like home. Like that feels like God to me too. So that's no different than the times I felt in church or at different times in my life. I experienced the feeling of God once when I was in an abusive relationship at 19 in the middle of Montana in a horrible situation. Um, God, I prayed in a really low moment uh, when I was at the end of my rope and for clarity and the strength to leave this person. And I had a supernatural like clarity that la- that came out of nowhere and got me home. Wow. I it was crazy. Like it literally is like one day I woke up and I was able to leave. There was a stronghold that didn't allow me to leave. And then one day it was cut and severed and I was able to get on a Greyhound bus and go home. But yeah, it's God is something that has always been in my life. And the understanding and concept of God has changed and evolved over time for me because, you know, like I said, I experienced it before church. So I didn't need someone to explain God to me for me to understand it. My parents told me at a very young age, I had like a very real experience with God, which is crazy. So, and I don't remember it. That was just them, their story. And then people started to tell me who God was. And that's when religion was introduced. And even the best churches I went to, there was, they put framework out there that defined God in ways that uh, was adding to my concept and muddying it a little bit. So I feel like my experience alone was pure and the fact that it was genuine and they were adding their version or interpretation. And I was taking that on as truth and trying to make it fit almost like Tetris pieces that don't belong. You know what I mean? Just kind of like, yeah. And it created a bit of a mess and a bit of a, yeah, a little bit of confusion. And to the point where it took me over a decade to unravel some of the stuff that came with that. And I'm still kind of annoyed about it or pissed off about it because um, yeah, it's damaging. So just real quick to like share part of the reason it's damaging is, and these might not seem like big deals to some people, um, but for me it was. So it was introduced to me when I was in they call it youth group, like when you're a teen and a church. And I think it's like 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old or whatever. Uh, you meet weekly with people your age. And I remember uh, being told by our youth leader that if you wake up in the morning and eat breakfast before you pray or read your Bible, then you love food more than God. Or if you go to bed at night and you haven't read your Bible, then you love sleep more than God. And basically there was little things like that that were said to us many, many, many things like that. They were weekly said to us to remind us of like, basically performance equals God's love. And so I was one of the few kids in my youth group. Most of them were like, whatever, we don't care. They just wanted to like hang out and flirt with each other. I was one of the ones that was like, what? (laughs) I I, I can't do this. So I, so this weird, um, 
performance relation to God started entering my brain. And I remember waking up and I'd go up to eat and then I'd be like, <gasps> like fear would hit me. Like, and then I would like force myself to read my Bible. And just so that I, and it was like this, this act of, I don't know, trying to gain exception, acceptance from God. And then at night, if I started to fall asleep and then I would recall, and I'm a teenager at this point, And I was starting to remember like, oh, you didn't read your Bible. I'd wake up out of panic, turn on a light and read some of the Bible. So it was twisting. These people's words were twisting my relationship with something that was very beautiful. And that was just one way. Like we were, there was a million different things that were said that may have seemed innocent to the person saying them. But for my literal brain, started to shape God into this person who was like constantly weighing whether or not I was loved and acceptable. So I remember feeling like a horrible sinner throughout the week. And I'm a good kid. I'm a teenager who literally talked about Jesus. Oh, I see your face. You're back. Did you hear me? So I I remember, I remember feeling like, and then Oh, it's me that's unstable. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Okay, that's better now. Go on. No, that's okay. So, like, I was a really good kid, and I would go to school and even talk about Jesus. Like, I nobody cared. I they thought I was weird. I didn't care. I just really loved God, and I I was just a normal good kid. I didn't do anything wrong, and I remember, um, I felt ashamed all the time in my youth. And I didn't know why I just felt that I wasn't good enough for God. Like any little thing, if I thought a thought or anything, anything that I did, I was just so hard on myself because that's a message I was getting over and over and over. And so I remember every single Sunday, I would go to the altar and get on my face and cry and beg God to forgive me. And I'm like 14, 13, 15. And I only felt clean and worthy in the moments after getting God's forgiveness at the altar. And then the rest of the week, I would slowly feel that I was a piece of shit. And it could be for, I didn't clean up my room or I didn't, you know what I mean? Like things that aren't inherently Mm -hmm. wrong with a person, it didn't matter. So that stuff just scratches the surface. Um, As I got older, it got worse as they went to different organizations, the mind control manipulation tactics got worse. The way that they utilized the Bible were more emotionally abusive than those things. But overall, um, I don't, I have never seen once in my life an example of a religion or a, a religious structure not getting corrupted by mm-hmm. people's egos people's control issues, people's uh, putting their own shit onto other people. So for me, I have a huge rejection for religion, but on the other side, same as you in the last couple of years, I'm finding God again. And I'm getting to know the God of my childhood, the God before people told me what God was. When I knew inherently because I was experiencing God unfiltered, un uh touched by others but through (laughs) my eyes through my heart and I'm slowly coming back to that place with God which is really beautiful and I'm so grateful that I'm learning again how to find faith how to 
see the good things in my life that are happening and connect them to my creator. That's the best way mm -hmm. I like to view God is as my creator, as the creator of all things, because that's what makes me feel the most connected to God is when I'm like, you yeah. did it, you did this, you did all of this, like, and all the things mm -hmm. that I love about humanity and our earth and nature and the divine mathematics, like I give all of that credit to a creator. And that's, that's what I'm learning to love again. But yeah, so that's a very personal I, have, I don't think I've gone that deep into it on here yet, but for me, I feel like there's more though. I do feel oh, like there's more. It would be ours. Yeah. Well, we should maybe come back and do a podcast like purely on it. I know we said that before, but like, I should just see what people say. <laughs> well, then that's the thing. Yeah, is like, I, I, I briefly, I'll just say like, I, I think that structured religion, because God to me is infinite. Anytime we try to create a box and say God yeah. needs to exist within this box, I don't think that's good. And I, I define any one organization or group of people that attempts to do that as a cult, which would mean every yeah. religion and church has potential. Well, yeah, I find it really interesting in like your experience that what happened was literally what is happening to millions of children right now with the propaganda with COVID and, you know, forcing these kids to feel a certain way, that's what's happening. And when it comes to God, God would never want anybody to feel a certain way, like in, in a bad way. Um, I mean, maybe, I mean, when we look at karma, maybe, you know, we look at pain and we look at happiness as being like a duality thing, but that's in a whole other conversation. Um, it just makes me so sad that you felt like you had to apologize for being who you were because I know that in that moment like God would never want you to ever do that like it just makes me sad as a child you felt like you had to apologize and you felt unclean and to the point where you had to you know repent or it's just this is the thing, right? So I had the, what was the quote I was going to say, like made this quote, made this quote up in my head about how that's it. God wants you, this is how, what I believe. God wants you to find him on your own terms. He doesn't want you to find him based on somebody else's teaching or preach because that person might not have a good intention and so how would you ever be able to find him through that bad intention? And because we have free will, these people can go around saying, doing whatever they feel is right from maybe a narcissistic or an egotistical standard and make you feel a certain way because it benefits them, not God. And they know that because if anything was to benefit God, it would to be let you be how you want to be and you find him on your own terms. Like that's how that's why I'm like, I don't really, should I read the Bible? I don't really feel like I should read the Bible. I feel like there's some things that are missing from the Bible. It's been edited. I don't know. Is it, is it actually all of God's word? I don't know. So I'm always in that state of being like, I'll just keep going through my journey and hopefully find the answers. And we just, we just go that way. So yeah, it makes me really, really sad that you had to go through that. 
but I feel like your experience is so important to tell because I know that so many people that are listening will need to hear it they've probably maybe already been through it as well and maybe still stuck in that cycle like what if there's still people our age who are still stuck in that cycle you were as a child well think about Um, how I think that people feel safe when there's structure when there's rules so hmm. and we know that now after this whole situation with COVID like People like being told, okay, these are the, this is the way, and this is the only way, because especially when people are emotional or out of control or at a hard time in their life or everything's chaotic or they're fearful or they're whatever, it's really nice to have that ease of just do this and we'll tell you what to do and don't worry. And this book is all you ever really like need moving forward. Then there's a comfort Mm -hmm. in that. And I think that the, the comfort is you don't have to bother with intuition a ton. You don't have to bother with really trusting yourself. And it took me so many years to trust myself because I was just guided along a path. You know, you talk to the pastor because he knows the most about God, or you talk to these wise people and yeah, you study it for yourself, but like, there's an encouragement that there's a hierarchy, you know, yep. and there's like people who know best and then you kind of look to these people as your guides or whatever which is a a form of worship and yeah I I believe that uh where was I going with that no yeah the comfort of of knowing the rules and all that is great but if you're if you're courageous enough to really go out and live your life and trust your yourself fully um Mm -hmm. it's 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 a little scary at first it was for me you know, leaving that organized system that I found security. And it was, it was scary for me. Cause I'm like, what if I go believe in the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, you know? And it took a long time to really learn about my compass and to find that God's voice is inside. And I know what's right or wrong because I was born and equipped with everything I possibly could need for my entire life on my own. You know what I mean? Like yeah. God is within mm-hmm. me and within all things. So yeah you know what though I I feel like they're scared of you knowing that I feel like this they try and divert you away from knowing what you've just said because that's so powerful well it's like like they try and they get pissed when they say and it's just like with the COVID stuff they see someone not wearing a mask they they could be wearing it under their nose so logically they know that they're not actually doing something and they're not scared because it wouldn't be under their nose if they were scared they'd be wearing a freaking hazmat suit their thing is, if I'm going to do this ridiculous thing as my service, my penance or whatever, when you do it, it reminds me that I don't have to abide by all these insane rules. And so my sociopathy or whatever doesn't work unless you also do it. And I think part of yeah. it is they get, that's why you see people uh, feel the need to control others around them when they are in a religion. And I do think that what we're seeing with COVID is a form of religion. Uh, yeah, the way that people 100%. are dressing, acting, telling everyone else how to be they're religious fanatics, just like, you know, Christianity mm-hmm. or Catholicism or Mormons or whatever, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's like, I wait, agree. my, <laughs> my, uh, my house of cards crumbles when you exist freely outside yeah. of it and it's threatening to them. So they lash out. Yeah. They don't understand. Um, can we just pause i think food i think it's going to be here i'm just gonna pause we're gonna pause
So yeah, with like the people, especially people on the left who are now like using the state or the government as a place of worship, that freaks me out. And it, if you look at it and you break it down, it's all mirrored. So you look at how, say, the left and statism and believing, even the COVID stuff, like just treating it like a religion, like you just mentioned with the whole mask thing. Why does that mirror what happens in a church? And why are we not breaking that down to see the pattern that's, that's arising? It doesn't matter what's, what the words are, it matters what the pattern is and how it affects people. So like I was talking to Gabe about this and um, he was saying how in his family, he's got a very liberal family, people who have, you know, gone to university or he actually said that there are a lot of priests like in the lineage. And so I tried to explain to him and I spoke to this, I spoke about this to you, Ashley. I was trying to explain to him how I, I my theory would be that his, I guess, genetics or DNA, if you believe in all of that, actually passing down each generation, is used to believing a person stood in front of them telling them something, whether it's a priest, whether it's a person on the TV, a news anchor. And so it's it's like transferred itself from a church to the TV. Mm-hmm. And if like a lot of members of family don't really go to church anymore, they're going to be predisposed to believe in the person that stood in front of them, telling them something. And I was trying to explain that how my family is very different to that. We're very, a, a little bit more critical thinking. We don't necessarily believe the person right in front of us. We would ask questions. And so I think that maybe goes like a, alongside a lot of people's experiences and how it's just got to this point of, especially with how we know that the people in power of try to take Christianity away from people and replace it with with the government that's basically what's happening which which then makes me realize that there's something within Christianity that's very very important if they're trying to do that so it's kind of a muddled puddle it's like a big puddle of mud like how do we work out what's right and what isn't and I suppose everybody has to work them out them that, that out themselves and themselves and you know, that's the only answer I love that it's interesting because a bible verse just came to my mind because it truly like they do from time to time um but there's one that says work out your own faith with faith uh with fear and suffering I believe and the whole Ooh, idea I like that so what you just said about everyone having to come to it themselves um I think that your faith relationship and your relationship with God is a very personal one and I, like I said before I believe that you have everything that you need to guide you on that journey and that God will speak to whoever will listen and it's about cultivating that relationship internally with your with yourself and your compass and Christians would call it the Holy spirit, whatever is inside of you, that inner voice that knows that whispers the truth that you have to be somewhat quiet in your life, not silent, but you have to be willing to listen and check in multiple times throughout your life to be able to hear that still small voice. And I know for myself, whether I'm 
it didn't ever come through religion. It's something that I know in my gut. I've always known since I was a child what right and wrong is. I know that if I'm quiet and I listen, I, I can pay attention and be like, okay, what's really going on here? And I know what it is, like whether it be my ego or whether it be my anger and I'm lashing out and I'm trying to excuse my anger through all these other things. I'm justified for this reason. Or you can even use faith to justify excusing bad behavior. But at the end of the day, it's that still quiet moment where you check in with yourself and you know what's right and you know what's wrong and you know if it's producing something that is beneficial for yourself and for those around you and you know if it's not. And I believe that we all have that inner compass. And I just think that, I don't know, I think that it's a really beautiful experience to find that voice and to learn to trust it and to learn to cultivate and develop a really strong relationship with it that helps you walk completely independently and free and in strength and in confidence and in compassion and in love. And I think it's life-changing. And that's how I would describe a relationship with God. And I think it's for each person to find on their own. And there's no way to find it out other than to walk through <laughs> all the difficult times mm -hmm. and work it out. You know what I mean? Over and over and over, work it out. Yeah. And you know what? I was just thinking then, I was thinking like about how out all of the influence and this is the, this is the thing that's crazy you have so much influence in our life from like social media the news everything that we see in front of us all of the time films celebrities um even even like what would I, I don't want to say the church but I want to say like organized organized uh groups okay let's say organized groups is a thing because it might just mean the church it might mean other things we've got all of these things that are influencing us and then on top of that even if people don't believe it this is what i believe there are also influences from the spiritual world like that are making you not making you but trying to guide you in a direction that's wrong and so you take away you can't take away all of that but you've got all of that in front of you that's your wall that you're looking at all of those things that I've just mentioned and you're able to stand there and say no I'm going to listen to this voice and this voice is the one that's going to save me from this wall but the decision and the the journey to get to that point of hearing that one because it's like a really noisy room like, you know, when you're like really, really drunk at a party and everything's just really noisy. And then like, you're like laid on a sofa, like asleep somewhere and your friend, like a really close friend comes over and you, that's the only voice that you recognize. If anybody else spoke to you, just be like, yeah, whatever. But your friend comes over and they're like, you know, you need to wake up now. Like, it's a little bit like that. There's all this noise in front of us. And the fact that there's just this one thing that we recognize, and that's really quite a threat that's a big big threat if you can find that amongst that noise that's a problem to a lot of people and also a problem to the people that are trying to get this noise distortion going on this distraction yeah. so I think it's really cool that we're able to have this conversation because we've both I think we're both at that point where we can be like yeah fuck I don't need any of that <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I I see it 
I'm very aware of it, but mm-mm, like not for me. I definitely yeah. want to take this path. I think there's a lot of people who are listening who probably feel like that too. But it's also being really aware of that wall of that of that 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 noise because it can creep in very very easily as well. Like oh, super absolutely. Easily. I feel like oh, what was I gonna just say? You just said something about um... was it being drunk on the sofa and you were like, "Hello, you wake up." <laughs> No, you were talking about, oh man, I just lost it. Yeah, I'll come back. About the noise and. Yeah, oh, the, like I was, the, there is influence and voices. Yeah. I was going to say like trusting that voice and trusting yourself. Um, since I got removed from all of that and I took 10 years off, like a whole decade, I, I didn't look at a Bible. I saw it as like an, a bad thing. And uh, I saw a guy, I couldn't even say the word God without horrible feelings, you know, because of the interpretation that I had come to believe about God, but as I've healed and I'm still in the process of that, but as a lot of my healing has already taken place, I've noticed that I can read the Bible and little scriptures will jump out again. And I understand their intention, like by myself now without someone altering it and using it as a weapon, like to do harm. Mm-hmm. I now can like, I have these verses in the last year that come to mind and they're really beautiful. Like there's one, I should find it. Um, let's see here. Well, I said this to you before, like the intention of things is, of things is so important. Like I used it, I used an example, like I can stand in front of you with a, a knife and either make you a three course meal or slice you through it. Yes. So like the knife, the mm. knife is not the problem it's the intention the it's knife the intention. is important exactly so that's really beautiful because is- there is something in the bible that says it is a two-edged edge sword that the word of god is a two-edged sword so it can cut you and it's interesting because a lot of people in a spiritual position would take that to use it for harm but I don't think that that's the, that's the other thing is interpretation of scripture is, is really up to the person reading. And a lot of people will be like, no, there's one true way. And I found it. And it's my job to tell you the one true way, which is the most narcissistic, um, mm-hmm. egotistical thing, very controlling, very unhealthy to tell someone else that they know what's best over this ancient book that has been around for a very long time. That has been, like you said, altered, but I do think some of it is very divine and has been preserved the spirit of it has been in some ways but um what was I saying I keep losing my spot well this well I was just going to jump in I'll I think I can try and get you back sorry everybody I literally have had half a beer I don't know (laughs) (laughs) no like I feel like if it and this is the thing we have this like um outlook of of everyone being good with good intention but there's a lot of people that are not that way and they they have bad intentions and it's they don't even know it they're trying to fill a void in their life so they're trying to tell you how to be that yes. kind of thing so so like with preachers and things like you don't know where they come from you don't know you know what they've been through maybe they're trying to fill something in their life by tell, like just what happened to you as a child just as an example so it's really important to remember that and it's really important to know that 
just because they're saying something, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily correct. Well, and that's really a point. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that, I mean, you questioning it is also correct, but at the same time, the fact that you're questioning it is really important because questions are so important. So yeah, yeah like I was, oh, I was going to say, I've lost my train of thought now. I was going to say something about people who were trying to, to make you feel a certain way. It'll come well, back to me. I will say that my pastor and a lot of times the pastors or whatever that I had are very, I think, intelligent people in my life, because in order to get a following of people that's willing to listen to you talk, you have to be somewhat charismatic to be intelligent, to have some kind of a way with words. And I always had people who were very skilled and talented, and I think that they were genuine, some of them. Um, and the one that it all kind of started off with was a very smart man and very well spoken but he had had a really rock bottom bottom experience in finding god out of alcoholism and shame and and it was a really dramatic sinner's tale like of to redemption Mm -hmm. so i can imagine that his interpretation of the bible was through this filter so he also was putting his experience of god onto the way that he interpreted the Bible. So as a child, obviously I couldn't relate to the guilt and the shame of all the horrible things that maybe he did under the influence of alcohol that he was like, so grateful God saved him from. So I got a lot of his shame that wasn't Mm -hmm. maybe meant for me. And I'm just now putting this together in this conversation. So we have to remember that people are fallible and that they're going to bring their emotion, just like I'm going to bring my spin on every piece of news I put out there, or the media is going to not just give you the facts, they're going to alter it and spin it to try to get you to have an emotional experience and manipulate whether intentionally or not what they're presenting. So we have to remember that when we listen to teachers, we're getting their life experience, their baggage. And if we think that they are above having those issues, then we are worshiping human beings, which is not, yes. not good. That's another form of false idolatry or whatever, if you look at it in the Bible. And when I was talking about the word being a sword, so like that, that whole thing could be taken as it's meant to cut and kind of like shame people for certain things, but other people could take it to look like it's meant to be a healing, like a surgeon's knife that cuts something open in you and, and God does yeah. the work in something. So the thing is like, we have to understand there's a million interpretations. The only way that we're going to understand it is through spirit It's through spirit guiding us. And I will speak in Christian terms because I do know a lot of Christians who probably listen. Um, the Holy spirit would be the guide in that situation, not a man, not a teacher, not a person, but the Holy spirit. And the only way to understand truth through the Holy spirit is to listen. And it's a very personal experience. The way that the Holy spirit speaks with each of us individually. You know what I mean? So, and just to that that scripture that I, I found recently, which is so weird that I posted a scripture because it just shows the change in me, but this was like months ago. I want to say, yeah, it was in June. The scripture just came to my mind and it was, I thought of it in a new way than I ever have in the way that I'm seeing everything that we're dealing with in the world. And it brought new life to it for me. So the good thing is like now, because I'm not like dependent on on a person to tell me what it all means. I can actually hear it through my own eyes and my own Mm -hmm. heart. And it's like, oh, okay. I'm getting to know God again, which is really cool. So 
uh, it's John 1, 1 through 5, which is, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And I read that. And it just came back to my mind because in church, they teach you like in the Bible, it says the word is written on your heart. And that is something that I think that is true. And I think there is an aspect of the Bible that is living, breathing and divinely inspired, just like I've seen divinely inspired lyrics to music. I'm just saying, you know, when God was in the room, when that thing was being created and parts of the Bible, maybe the whole thing, I don't know. There is that in there. And I was thinking about this and there's truths that jump out to me. Like darkness has never overcome the light. And when I, and it's just, it's a truth that remains. Mm -hmm. We'll have moments of darkness, but the light always is there. And you can see that provable in every part of life. And that verse came back to me to help me understand that this thing we're dealing with is going to be okay because in the end, good wins, God wins, light wins. And I don't know. I just, I I have a very interesting relationship with it all. Like I'm experiencing God because religion is out of the way, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And And some people probably part of that. And then there's a bunch of other things that are part of it. Like I could look at a tree and experience God and I didn't need a book to tell me what I'm experiencing in that moment because God is living and breathing and in all things, you know? So Mm -hmm. that's such a more freeing experience to me personally than like the structure of a religion. Yeah. The discipline and the structure of the reading the book and, and, you know, I suppose if you were to look at like, this might be the worst thing ever. This might be blasphemous. I don't know. But if you look at like the Bible and then look at how we are in like life now and you know how you read like a motivational quote or, you know, if you're not religious and you read like a something on Instagram or Facebook that like, oh yeah, that makes me feel good. That, that resonates. I'm thinking to myself and I've thought about this for the last couple of weeks. Like that is like basically a new modern day, like, bible because the way you just read that to me really resonated there's so many things in the bible that resonate with me so much and like you say i think that depending on the moment and the time i think it fits more with how you're feeling and that kind of thing and it's just like this mirrors how we're now and now we've talked about with how like statism and how people are worshiping the whole like the government literally and the news media and social media. Like it's just weird to think about it. Now we've like been talking about it, how it fits that way. And, um, but yeah, like it's, I think it's really cool that you've been able to kind of break it down and look at your past experiences and how you've not really realized to this moment, like people who have been telling you things about, you know, scripture and, how you should feel about God, have their own spin on it. Because we all have our own spin on things. We all have our emotional attachments to things. Like I'll post something and I'll either be like really dry and sarcastic or I'll be like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm really angry about it. Whereas I could just post it with no caption and people can make their own mind up about what I've just posted. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And look at, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go on. No, like look at anything. Like we see like influencers in our movement or whatever. So you have people who made it big off the Q movement or whatever and decided like, they got a huge following because of that. And then they, they created, they liked the attention so much that they created a dependency on themselves as like, I'm the one here to bring you the truth, which I kind of relate to as the same thing. It's like anyone who is either portraying the news a certain way or the Bible a certain way or religion a certain way or a movement like Q or, or the awakening. This is such or, a good, yeah. Like This is a like, revelation. Like now we're talking yeah. about it. I'm like, now I see exactly it. like it becomes someone likes being in the position to be the one to explain um through their lens because they want to create a dependency on themselves and that's where you get followings religion like uh all this shit and when you get these movements where people are dependent on a, an account or an influencer or a pastor whatever any man or woman that they choose to idolize um and follow uh, that's when we have a problem. And I feel like if you're truly living and if you're truly growing and evolving and living in love and you are experiencing a relationship with the divine uh, that is going to shake you to your core and keep you humble and confident and humble and confident and growing and working out your own faith and fear and suffering, um, as you're experiencing that, you have less to say about it and more to show about it. And, and it's like, you learn to walk in a way that inspires others, that excites others, that embodies love to others, that, that makes others want to defeat their own demons, so to say, or like overcome their own trials and pick up their own sword and become their own warrior. And like, that is what it's really about. Like, if you look at the picture of Jesus, you see humility and confidence, which are very, very, they go together. A lot of people don't understand. Mm -hmm. They go together really well, but it has nothing to do with pride or attention seeking. It's, it's like Jesus was this humble yet confident, strong, compassionate individual who walked in a way that everyone that he touched in life was better for it. Minus the religious pieces of shit who were trying to fuck with people. Those are the only people he got mad at was like the government and the religious type. So like you see him walking, like he would have been kicking it in bars right now. He wouldn't be in front of churches. He probably wouldn't even go into a church. If we're being honest, there is no story of Jesus, like in a building getting followers. No, he was fishing at the river, showing people how all their needs can be taken care of. He was helping people who couldn't see, see he was telling people that they had no right to cast a stone at someone who, you know, had been sleeping with all the men in town when they literally wanted to stone a woman to death for being a whore. He wrote something in the sand and said, he who is without sin cast the first stone and everyone walked away. And there's a theory that he wrote the names of the people who she had slept with, which is all the men who wanted to throw stones at her. And I'm just saying he, He pointed out hypocrisy in the pious and he elevated and fixed people's lives. And he showed like showed people, he showed people the gifts within themselves to the point of becoming the ultimate sacrifice. He put himself on the chopping block. He sacrificed his own life to, which it's so funny. Now I'm hearing this story yet again, and it has new life for me. 
but only outside of the context of that, you know? And when I look at most religious types, and I'm not judging people who are Christians, because I don't think that they should be held to a higher standard than me. You know, a lot of people do that where they're like, oh, well, you trust the Bible. You should be more like this. No, we should all be more like this. Like, let's give them a break. We should all hold ourselves to high standards as individuals. But when I do see a lot of people who see life through a religious viewpoint, I see a lot of judgment. And I don't feel that that is embodied in the life of Jesus ever. And so I don't mm-hmm. understand how the two and two go to hand, hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I totally you know? agree. I don't get it. It's like, it's like I don't know. It just ha- has to be man's influence. And the way I see it, and I'll wrap up this thought, is religion is powerful because a lot of religion came out of an organic experience with God that was very beautiful. And then books were written about it. It was told. It was passed on. As it became powerful and a movement, what would happen? We have world leaders and politicians and kings and queens and corrupt people take a control over it and utilize it and reshape it and reword it and put it into this structure and mix it with a bunch of rituals that are very dark in nature. And they, they intertwined it with a bunch of darkness in order to control Mm -hmm. people's minds. So that's why it's like best to stay away from religion (laughs) and just be flowing with spirit, with God on your own. Mm -hmm. Did you ever play a game at school called Chinese Whispers? Mm-mm. All right. So I don't know whether this is racist. I, I'm sorry. This is a long time ago. But basically, you would like sit in a circle at school. This was like when I was really young. And you would whisper something to the next person, but you would say it in like a really, you say it really fast or you'd say it in a funny way. And then by the time it got to the last person, they would try and decipher what the first person said. Telephone. Um, we called it telephone. Probably really racist. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Not guys. at all. Not at like, all. It just reminds me of how, like you just said, they get hold of something, they'll they'll adapt it, they'll change it, even if they don't even mean to. It just down the line becomes something different. And we all know that it didn't accidentally you know, become something different or potentially become something different. We all know that the truth has been hidden from us. And I personally don't believe that there is anything out there that embodies the entire truth, because if it did, they would have taken it away from us. Like they're trying to steal everything from us and take the truth away. So we don't know who we are. And that's why we are constantly in this position of being sat on podcasts, wondering how we found out who we are, (laughs) but that's, that's how I feel about it. And so yeah it's gone down all of these these you know channels and where are we at but I think it's super important I think what I want to come back to now to like kind of come to a point is that it's our relationship with God that's the most important it's not anybody else's influence and people might believe that we need to have influence people might believe that we need to know something but the journey towards that and and understanding And like, it's so amazing what you just talked about with Jesus and like how he made people see their own talents and their own capability to be better is exactly what we talk about. And you don't need anyone else to tell you how to do that. You learn that yourself. Like I've become a better person and maybe it's through influence 
from like you say I like the whole create a feel but I also like talking about God too and I'm, I'm sure you do like that word feels like it resonates too um how I can be a better person to help influence other people's lives and I so there's plenty of like times that I can talk about but there was just this other one last week and someone wrong me I know her I've only known her probably about three four months and she was upset and she rung me and she spoke to me for an hour and she said at the end of the phone call she was like I rung my therapist and she wasn't there and then I called you and I was like okay that's kind of cute but I kind of feel like you might have wanted to call me but you didn't I guess (laughs) you just wanted a little bit of help but in that moment I was like I'm actually impacting this person in a really positive way just by being here and just by talking to her. And so it's so important. And like, there's so many feelings that you feel in that moment, but there was this specific one where I was like, okay, yeah, this is my purpose. And I am walking in the right path with God. This is where I need to be to help other people. And just, it's just that mirror of like, we need to show everybody the talents and the gifts that they have and the capability. It's more like a showing them the capability they have. I think that's why I like being a coach and a personal trainer because I can show people they have it in them to do these things and they don't even know, yeah. you know? They're not even, they've not unlocked that level yet, yes. but they've got the key, you know? That's the thing, embodying so, God or Christ consciousness or whatever. Yes, uh, I want to mention Christ consciousness. I was yes, like, oh, it's I like- it being able to look and see somebody's like the best part of them and to bring that to light and talk a little bit about Christ consciousness. Cause I, I briefly know a little bit about this, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. All right. So a lot of people, this is just my opinion, but a lot of people think there's going to be a second coming of Jesus. He's going to waltz down in his sandals through the mountains right and be like hey guys come to save you all and only the ones that have been good and read the bible at night you know my (laughs) theory (laughs) my big theory (laughs) yeah and maybe this might sound narcissistic I'm not trying to be narcissistic but this is just my theory from what I'm presented with because he hasn't done that yet um is that we are the second coming of Christ and that's Christ consciousness. So Jesus came and he was nailed to a cross by horrible people. And if he was going to come back, would he come back again and risk that? If we were thinking of it like a logical level, like a realistic level I mean if it was me I would just be like nah fam like I'm not coming back to go through all that again what's a better way to um spread the knowledge of Christ which lots of Christians do every day some obviously in other ways good ways not so good ways but the best way would be to have a consciousness on earth that's spread all over earth globally and that might be and this is where it like this is the thing this links back to my theories and beliefs about like star seeds is like these are the ones the people or the souls that chose um or god's souls that chose to come down or not come down but 
live a human life on earth to spread this knowledge. Um, but this could be anyone who has, you know, gone to church all their life and, you know, they're Christian, they're spreading the knowledge of Christ. So that's Christ consciousness. So I honestly feel that that would be the most um, advantageous, best way to come back and do the work of Christ is to do it through us. And that's, I, I guess that's my theory. I think there might be other theories on Christ consciousness, but that's how I feel like it is. And so like how I found God again, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a new consciousness that I feel this in this, in this, uh, in this time, how can I then help other people? And it's exactly the conversation that we literally just had Ash, like it's exactly how he would want it or you know god would want it to be like when we always say to each other like are you doing god's work like make sure you're doing god's work which to me is like just being a really good person so yeah what's your idea of how of of christ consciousness like have you no that makes sense it's it's just embodying on earth like kind of that way of being of of adding more healing than more like pain trying to reduce the amount of I just I I feel like I know when I am putting shit out into the world and I know when I'm an avenue for love and so my unending forever growth process is recorrecting when I'm off balance and finding Mm. my way back to my peace and being like okay you're putting things out into the world and sometimes it's just remaining quiet when I'm in those places so that I don't just so I reduce the damage you know and don't spread Yeah, but you know you know that you have to do both right oh absolutely and and that's okay too like we are obviously going to walk through this and I I love that I've walked through the last two years completely publicly because people have seen a shit show and they've seen my growth and they've seen beautiful moments and they've seen me make an ass of myself and I feel like that's healthy you know it's it's good it's good to be genuine and real um in your process but I also I don't know I think that we're human and we have to love and accept ourselves as we are and that's we can't do anything good for the world until we love ourselves and Mm -hmm. I think that that's an ongoing process and that's another thing that I learned outside of religion that really helped me was letting go of all that shame and all that pressure and now I know when I'm doing something wrong and it's more like okay correct it but the shame factor is something that's not there anymore like the that added weight and heavy guilt of like this isn't just something you did that's wrong your identity is wrong that's how it used to be it's like mm-hmm. who you are is, is is flawed and now I've really done the work I had to do this radical love for myself thing in my late 20s which was beautiful and it really helped me to refocus and yeah I guess my thought to wrap it up on this is I just believe that God is so much more powerful than we can imagine and Mm -hmm. I believe that God 
has the capacity to meet everyone where they are. And I personally feel that all are welcome in God's love. And I don't know if that sounds like really simplified or cliche, but I know that even in my worst moments, even in my darkest places, like I, I knew God loved me. I knew that that was there. And my family, I remember my parents were really caught up in watching the near death experience videos of all these people who like die briefly and then experience something out of here. And there was a central theme. I think I've talked about it here before. There was a central theme where people kept saying that they would watch, they had to, they went to this place and there was nothing but love and acceptance. And they had to watch how their life affected everyone. And they didn't, there was no judgment or shame or guilt. They just had to see it. They had to understand mm -hmm. like when they took something negative and they, they passed it on and how it hurt that person and then where it went from there. And they just had to look at it, but they kept saying there was no shame, no guilt. And I really do believe that there is love and acceptance fully on the other side of this. And I think that it even equates to people that we would see as really evil. I think that, and I know that's hard to say, but I, I believe in extreme redemption. I believe that God is so powerful that God is capable of forgiveness and love and redemption for every soul ever to exist. And that might seem mm -hmm. radical, but I don't know. That's kind of what I come back to. No, I, so it's not the same because obviously you've been through your experience with the church and the shame and the guilt, but it's so strange because my story with like non-religious aside, and I'm sure many people like probably even you aside from that have felt maybe experiences in your life where you've literally being at war with yourself like you you fucking hate hate yourself like who who are you I don't understand how I I can't understand how much I hated myself it makes me so upset that it that I felt like that and so it's not it's a it is a mirror but it's not the same situation and that's so interesting to me because I still went through those steps before I found my connection back and you went through those steps in terms of self-love. So I wonder whether self-love is like, is God, like as, as like two, two things. Cause I suppose it is the, like, you have to love yourself all the time. You have to love yourself when you wake up in the morning, you have to love yourself when you go to bed at night. If you don't, you're not there yet. Well, if you suppose, don't, if you can't embody loving yourself, you don't understand God's love. If you can't express it towards yourself, then you don't relate to the idea. You can say the words, God loves me, but if you can't experience it personally with your own feelings, like letting yourself be forgiven and truly loved, then you don't really understand God's love. And if you haven't come to the point where you can forgive yourself, love yourself, drop the shame, drop the guilt, uh, give yourself radical grace, then saying God loves you is words. And you're going to still continue to put out um, resentment, pain. It's going to hurt when you see someone living in freedom of God's love, because you're going to say in your mind, I haven't received that yet. I haven't experienced that yet. And you're going to try to do a bunch of things to earn that love or whatever. So 
I don't know that there's this idea, like, I think Gabe brought it up that God is outside of us, that there's, and that's the way the church portrayed God was far away. And there was this idea that there was God. And then there was me. And I'm not, I don't believe that I'm necessarily God, but I am made in God's image. So Mm -hmm. I am, I believe holding on to the DNA of the divine. And so this is, this is a problem that I have. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, please. problem problem I have with like people who say um that some people believe that they are their own god because that's not that's not what's happening it's that you understand that everything that you are is god and everything that god is 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 you and you're not worshiping yourself um that was really beautiful what you just said like it really resonated because you don't, you don't understand. Like I, I didn't understand what that meant until I forgave myself. Forgiveness is such a huge thing and forgave people who really, really, really hurt me mm-hmm. really badly. I was like, okay. And now it's like a flick of a switch. Like if someone upsets me, it's over. Like I've forgiven them. They've got their own problems over my head. Yeah. We go in, we go to sleep. We wake up the next morning it's fine and forgiveness is like a I guess it's like a skill that you learn in in the end but the hardest part is that first part of the skill they're honing in that skill of like okay yeah I, I actually forgive myself one of the biggest thing was things in my life was forgiving myself and so it's it's really it's really nice that you brought that up because it's it's such a big thing and it you is. don't realize everyone's like oh you know you can just say it you can just think it. Now, if you actually go out and do it, it makes such an impact. I can't explain it until you do it. And there's um, Jesse Lee Peterson, which I think I've, I've mentioned him to you before. He is big. He might be a bit of a troll. If anybody's listening who knows who he is, he might be a bit of a troll. He might be a bit of a, I don't know, um, controversial character. But he he's a big teacher of forgiveness to your parents, specifically your mom. And he is like, as as soon as you go up to them and forgive them out loud. And this reminds me of like affirmations that maybe like with meditation that some people don't particularly like when it comes to religion, because different is the same kind of thing. Like if you're saying something out loud to the universe or to God, to source, it actually makes such a big difference in your life and you don't recognize it. And I was one of these people who would be like, are you kidding me? You just say something out loud. It's just whatever, but it makes such a, such a huge, huge difference to do it and put it into the world. And it's really, really important. So yeah, there's, there's so many aspects of this. I think we could talk about this forever. (laughs) I feel like we could do like five episodes, part five. There's so we could do like parts, part one, part two, like it, the whole topic of religion and God is so crazy. And I just, all I know is I love what you're talking about, about forgiveness. It's really important. Uh, self-worth is really important and, uh, not because some people have to connect. And this is what I experienced in my youth that it was, I was dependent on God forgiving me as though I was a mistake. And then he was like, okay, well, I know you, I fucked up, not in that way, but like, my creation is fucked up. Who else is to blame other than the creator? Like I came to that realization later. Um, but 
I used to think that I needed this outside thing to let me know I was acceptable. And as time went on, then I went through an anger phase of like, you made me, I even wrote God a letter when I was like 19, 18 years old, I believe 17. I was about to go completely off the deep end into rebellion and a bunch of really, really dangerous lifestyle choices for years. But, um, and it was all about my feeling of unworthiness because of my fucked up view of God. And I wrote this angry letter, basically like, it's your fault. Like I, if I, I thought I was so bad and it makes me sad thinking about it now for my younger self, because I can look now and have compassion for my inner child and for that child who was taught things that should have never been handed. That baggage should have never been handed to me ever by anyone. I was innocent and I was experiencing God in a pure way. And I remember breaking because I felt so disgusting and so unworthy that I finally said, you know, like, fuck you to God in a letter. I remember the day I wrote it out and I believe I, I think I actually snuck out of the house and went and saw this guy, like was way older than me at that night, but I was struggling so much with my worth. And finally I was like, screw you. Like you made me this way and it's my fault. And I'm the one to blame. And I'm the one that's disgusting. And all the things that I believed were not true. And it took me. And I literally said, if it's this hard to earn your love, then I choose hell. And I quit, I quit with God because I never felt good enough. And it was such a painful experience of self-worth was just stripped from me. And I had to learn that I was lovable and I had to learn that I was made perfect. And it's still something that affects my life. There's times now when I'm worried people are talking about me. And instead of just dealing with that, I feel self-worth come back. Like, like it's so much deeper and I have to exercise, Ashley, it's okay. You're human. Like let yourself make mistakes. It doesn't mean that you are flawed inherently. It means you're human and you're made perfect. You're made in God's image. And I have to remind myself of that stuff to this day. So I just, yeah, I just think that that's why it's so heavy for me when I see it. I'm like, don't you dare take away another person's self-worth. Don't you dare. There's a heavy responsibility in this shit. The same anger that I have with the media is the anger I have with the church. Because I watch the, when I see an old lady in a mask, terrified at the grocery store, of scared of everyone around her, I get so furious at the media for making that woman paranoid, for terrorizing her with fear of something that is not real. And that's what I see done with the Bible. And I know I'm like getting heated, but I have the same kind of anger because my heart is for protection. I'm like, no, you do not inflict your shit into another person's relationship with the divine and with themselves, which is the perfect creation made in God's image. Nobody has a right to interfere with that. And when I see it happening, I I see red because, you know, it's, it's just... It's like, it's like they've, especially the children. (laughs) Well, it's like they've created, they have literally created an abuser. Mm -hmm. So without God's, um, it's not a representation whatsoever of God either. They've literally, yeah, they've literally created an abuser, which is so funny, not funny, 
but so strange because we've mirrored this with the whole narrative with the old lady at the store with the mask on. They've created, the government is the abuser. So the, the people that have tried to teach you how to be as a child have created, they're not the abuser. The people that are teaching you at you are not the abuser. They've created an abuser bigger than them so that they can control you. And that's fucked oh, up. Whoa. Like, listen. Whoa. So yeah. they've they've made that creation. They're, they're the abuser, but they've made that creation. So they've created an abuser to abuse you and they take the blame off them. So they like next level narcissism. So you've got and then an they're your savers. Abuser. There you go. That's fucked up. You're right. You're absolutely, they, they did it. And I don't know that any of the, many of them are even aware that they're doing it because it's, it's got, it's got a darkness around the energy. And I think that a lot of them have been taught that as well. So you see well-meaning people do this and the whole system is very inherently uh, dark, I think. And you're absolutely right. They basically create, paint a different image of God. And I hate to say this, I'm not comparing Trump to God, but it's similar to, what they did like we we know that he was calling out evil right and all he was doing is trying to help and instead of showing like what they're actually doing they just put the one man trying to help like in this seat of and look at the look at the life of jesus what happened to him jesus was destroyed if he was here today he would be rejected by the majority of christians they wouldn't even recognize him look at all of the prophets in the bible that's something i did read i started reading a book in the Bible earlier this year. And it was one of the prophets, I think Jeremiah or something, but I was like, the, if you read the books of the prophets, they are always hated by everyone. The people sharing the real message are hated by everyone. And I was like, dude, it's like us. It's like us trying to tell people the truth. And like, yeah, it's, it's very interesting, but I love the way that you said that. Well, some people would turn around and be like, why are you like likening yourself to these people? But it, we know that in life and in, in our living, like we have mirrors that teach us things and we have to notice the patterns and we have to notice the mirrors that show us exactly what we're talking about. Like we have been, we are treated differently. I, I mean, I keep, <laughs> I keep being like, do you know what? The witches that were burned at the stake, I don't even know if they were bad at this point. Oh like, no, what they, they were, they got a bad to help name. People? They were re- they were like the Trump supporters of the time and they were just written about differently. Absolutely. And exactly. also it's not narcissistic or anything to say we are these people. We we are. Those people were just people and we are the people of the here and now. We are the prophets. We are the the Christ oh, the, consciousness. We truly are. And that's the way it's intended to be. Like we were, I believe that Jesus came. I don't know if Jesus is real or not. I'm just going to say it's all real. I believe it was meant to be an example of how to be. And it's, it was never meant for us to look and be like, what, what would Jesus do? What to do? No, it's meant for us to listen to our Christ consciousness yeah. or everything we have is within us and to embody it and to walk in that. And so Yeah, because we would be like, just really quick, we would be like, we know what Jesus would do. I mean, how many people who who would be like, what would Jesus do? They've read all they've heard, all they've done exactly what Jesus has done. You know, you know what he would do. You do it. Exactly. 
I think that for me, everything comes down to another scripture. Again, it comes to mind. I think I shared this with you the other day, but you will know a tree by its fruit. And that just basically means a lot of things and people and organizations and groups are going to tell you they're good, who they are, whether it be a political person or religious person, doesn't matter. They're going to tell you a lot of things. But at the end of the day, you'll know a tree by its fruit. When it's time for that tree to start blooming, you could think it's apricots all day. But when you see pears, apricots. you know it's a pear tree. And so like apricots. Apricots. <laughs> like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what a tree calls itself, you'll know by what comes of it. So if the fruit of the thing is chaos or darkness or um fear or control or dependency or I don't know prolonged pain and suffering and no solutions or whatever like look at all the influencers I followed last year that led me into nowhere nothing like I believed a bunch of bullshit that never came true and I I was thinking letting them think for me instead of thinking for myself so the fruit of those people when it came time for the tree to bear fruit was that it was empty there was no fruit there was nothing there. And I wasted time waiting for this fucking fruit and like trusting mm-hmm. yourself. You're never going to be in that situation. So, you know, you know, when you see something that is about love, that it gives you a different energy, it gives you a different feeling. It draws you in. it promotes you to stand up and to be confident. Like we said earlier. And I think that's why it's so important to trust yourself. I mean, I cannot say yeah. that enough. And I, I worry that when we grow dependent on people, it weakens our ability to trust our intuition, which is yeah the Holy Spirit. That is Jesus within us. Like it says, Christ lives in your heart, right? Why would it live there? Why would Jesus live there if you're not supposed to listen to that still small voice? So yeah, that's, I was literally, that's <laughs> I was just about to say like, what you just said I said we we have lost the inability or we don't have the confidence to trust ourselves and this leads right back to the first thing that I talked about if you're still here and listening in the podcast where I was like okay I'm going to jump into this random experience I'm going to trust myself in this moment I'm strong enough to do it I can do it and I did it and it was so much fun and it was the best thing ever and this is the thing we have to trust ourselves and I think I do think that it comes down to confidence. I do think it. we have been, since we literally came out of the womb, being beaten down in terms of confidence, told that we're not, we're just nothing. Like it's, we, we can't think for ourselves. We can't do it. We can't ask questions. We can't do anything for ourselves. We just have to be this perfect, like paper cut robot version of the next person. And to be, it's it's courageous it's brave to say okay do you know what actually I'm going to trust myself what I believe and ask questions and this is the thing like with the influences and everything else I've always been that person to be like actually I, I admire this person it doesn't mean I have to hate this person or dislike this person to ask why they're saying this and I think if we all have that attitude which not to bring you back into it but the whole movement itself is based on thinking for yourself and right back to um, our relationship with God. God would definitely want us to think for ourselves. That's and a great have point. Our own relationship. With, I do have to him. say that. So, That's a great point. That just with people who do know about the Q movement, I try not to talk too much about it anymore, but 
the whole point is trust yourself and it's become something different. I, I will just say that. I've seen that the people who follow it have become very uh, group think type of people. Not everyone, but a lot of them have gotten really mean and nasty and tell people how to think and how to speak. And um, they don't know that <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you'll get reprimanded for, I, I'm completely backed away from all of that. I don't mess with any of it. I follow almost all accounts except for a few people I know. Uh, who even talk about it simply because they've turned it into something just like a perfect example. They've taken the Bible or the Q drops or whatever and turn it into something because when you get together in groups and you start little systems, it gets corrupt. There becomes hierarchies, there becomes, uh, it's just, it's human nature and it's okay. It's not bad, but it's unavoidable. And we have to understand that's why when you come back to your own heart, you're always safe. The second you start to get together with people and create rules, it turns into powers and governments and, and tell Mm. everyone else how to be and how not to be. And, you know, that's the whole thing we're trying to break down right now. (laughs) So it's, I don't know, it it got off the rails. It's like this thing and everybody has created its own head and it's got like multiple heads and we just have to go, chop 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 come back to the 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 main bit and be like what do we think about this and this is the thing that frustrates me when I see people who are like asking for guidance from these people the guidance that you should want is from yourself and your own questions and that's really important in any facet of your life like it's you know it's always good to kind of find out people's experiences and then come back and realign with it but it's very very important that you put your own little spin on it, but keep that. We were talking about spin earlier, but keep that for yourself. Like that's your own spin for yourself. Don't project that too much on anyone. Yeah. I mean, it all depends on the situation and it all depends on like the intention, but yeah. Oh my gosh. I've loved this conversation. It's Me been too. so nice to have this conversation. I, was I can't totally... believe you pulled it out of the heart. Oh my God. I know we were like, ah, oh, cause we've been talking about religion. And so it's so funny that it came. I was like, let's just see. And this is the one I was a little all over the place. Um, a couple times, but forgive me anyone no, who's that listening was for my scatterbrain today, but I am not going to edit it out because no, that was, pe- no, your experience is. is so important to listen to. And I'm um, like, I just want to give you the biggest hug. It sucks uh, that I'm 5,000 miles away. I know. I want to hug you too. I hope that you have a great night. Dog sitting. Doggo sitting. How should I say it? Doggos. Doggo sitting. Doggo Any sitting. Final... You say it with I'm doing my own little accent. I'd be Doggo like, you're, you're watching the dogs. I'm just watching them, yeah. That's uh, not rain, actually. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? No, I think that was all perfect. I and agree. I'd just like to say that anybody who has listened to this which I think is probably one of the best ones we've done the best conversations that we've had together and just on a personal level with you anybody who is listening I would just absolutely love to hear their experience and if they resonate and if they have you know anything that they want to tell us um even if they feel like it might be something we don't agree with mind you me and Ashley are really open-minded so we're not going to start screaming at you if you you know, have a different opinion. That's not a thing. I can't but promise. I'd just that. love to hear that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's like, <"Rawr." laughs> 
there's a couple topics. If someone comes in here and starts controlling everybody with the Bible, uh, I might. Oh, okay. I might scream at you. That's fair enough. Anyway, can we just have a shout? Just before we finish, can we have a shout out for that mug, please? So, for listeners, <laughs> I have a mug with Hillary Clinton's face and it says nasty. <laughs> and I was feeling a little bitchy today and I'm like, I'm going to channel my HRC nasty mug, even though. I'm not a big fan of this think, woman. Uh, she nasty. I think we should change the name. I said we should change the name from 5,000 miles to slightly bitchy. Slightly like, bitchy. People would be like, I don't really want to listen to those two. <laughs> We're oh not that gosh. bad. I promise. We're not that bad. But yeah. I hope everyone has yeah. a wonderful evening. And wherever you are in your spectrum of belief systems, uh, I love you. We love you. Yes. We All do. Right. Bye. Bye. You gotta say bye. <laughs> <laughs>